This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet Podcast with your host, Team BHP. Hello, welcome to the Boner Plant Podcast. It's myself, Dave Thomas, all by myself today. And on this episode, we are at Hunt Camp. I'm going to sit down with you guys, have some coffee, some cider. It's about 6 a.m. It's very early. Uh, the guys are out hunting. And um, I'm just going to take a load off here, and we're going to chat about yesterday and what went down. So... <clears throat> One of the fun things about um, Michigan this time of year is uh, the cider, the donuts, the pumpkins, oh, all the great things. And uh, it's it's not just hunting. It's it's obviously helps with um, you know family time and things like that. But it's a very exciting uh, time of year here. So very cool. Anyway, um, so I shot deer last night. Yeah, it worked out. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, uh, so as the story goes here, I guess we could go that route here. Um, we got out a little late, maybe I, I want to say four thirty, Um, and, uh, it was due to rain, but it hadn't rained. So I packed up with the crossbow cause I thought, well, if it rains, I'm gonna have to get down and get into a blind. So I brought the micro suppressor. Uh, from Excalibur and this thing I don't know if you guys have shot this bow but man I mean what a powerhouse and not to mention um, if that bow does get wet nothing can really break on it or even really rust I mean there's really nothing to it it's not like a, a compound type bow where you have you know cams and metal pieces everywhere so I wasn't really worried about it getting wet or you know it's extremely durable so I, I was very excited about that but um, just compared to my compound, because I was thinking I was going to use my compound, but I was like, well, I don't really don't want to get caught in the rain with it, because if you don't dry it right, you could get rust in the little bolts and everything. So um, anyhow, so I get to my stand, and as I get to my stand, I already see text from the guys that they're seeing deer. And I thought, man, that's that's early, you know, and this is a Friday night. So I'm like, wow, okay. Um, and so I, uh, I'm sitting there. And here comes the rain, right? Just starts first. It's a mist, and then it then it really starts to come in. And um, once it started pouring, I'd made the decision at 5:30 to get down and walk to the ground blind, which was not really very close, but um, I didn't really have much of a choice. I I decided that since it was raining so hard, that it actually be best to spot and stalk my way to the ground blind because I had a crossbow and um, I had my rangefinder. basically I like tied it right to my chest so I could you know quickly grab it if I needed range 
That crossbow is deadly out to 60 yards, no problem. I mean, I'm talking hit a quarter at 60 yards. That's how dead on it is. Um, so, anyhow, I worked the edge, and it was really a beautiful edge. Like, I kept looking in there, and you could see through the pines and stuff, and it was really, like, exciting, like, just looking in there and just having that feeling of, like, exploration because <laughs> I was moving around. Um, so I got over to the ground blind, and um, I went in. And I uh, got set up. It didn't take me long. I probably set up in five minutes. Um, and somewhere between four and six minutes, I look up and there's deer on, on eating on the pile out there. And the pile, I say pile, I mean we put some mineral out and then we put some corn out the other day. Not a lot, just sprinkled, sprinkled a lot around just to get them to hold if we could get them in there to get them to stop. That way you could shoot. And did it work? Absolutely. <laughs> so I look up and I see this big doe. And I'm thinking, okay. Uh, you know, this was very fast, but I already told myself, I already passed on a doe earlier in the, in the hunt, uh, two days ago. So I was like, well, if I see another one, I'll shoot it. Um, and this one was a big one. So I made the decision. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to shoot this one. So I, uh, I pulled up, you know, and, uh, it was the funny part was the doe was the one in front. Usually the does are ones in the back, you know, um, Generally don't see them much, so uh, it was interesting to me that she was like right in front, and they snuck in so quietly. I mean, didn't even hear, uh, you know, anything. Didn't hear anything, um, and uh, it's probably because it was wet out. You know, they're able to just walk in. But anyhow, so she's right there. Um, I I have the bow in my hand, and I'm gonna like free shoot it. And I, a couple things are happening at this moment. Like I'm trying to figure out how to film it because. I don't have any cameras out, so I took my GoPro and I got this clip thing, which is actually an amazing tool if you've never seen these clips. They're like a chip clip, but they have a, uh, a screw on the top of it that you can screw in uh, like a, a camera screw. So um, recommend highly getting those if you have not used them with GoPros because they can clip anywhere quickly and you can move them around, which makes them very versatile in the field. You can clip to a backpack, clip them to you. You can clip it to a hat, you can clip it to your gun or bow, whatever, and that's what happened here. So I clipped it to my scope, and uh, and you'll see in the recording if you guys are able to watch the episode coming up. And uh, I, uh, I take one last look. I just want to make sure it's a doe and not like a spike or something, right? So <clears throat> I, get, I pull over, I see my Vanguard's shooting stick to my left, so I grab it, the VO. And that thing's amazing. If you guys haven't used these VO uh, sticks, you really need to check them out from Vanguard. Um, they are absolutely incredible. Um, so <clears throat> I grab this stick. I, I put my stock on the stick. And uh, I'm getting everything lined up. And her head's down at this point, so I'm still waiting for her to pick her head up so I can just double check to make sure it's the big doe and also make sure it's not a spike or a button buck or something. So she picks her up, but then she looks right at me. And I'm like, are you serious right now? She's looking at me now, and I'm like, great. You know, she's going to totally get me. They always get me, you know. They always get me. You know, I'm only 18 yards from her in a ground bottle. So I, uh, I, I, my face is like, I don't know, four inches from looking down the scope. Like, my face is to the left of the scope. So I'm, like, trying to move my face to the right to get behind the scope. She's staring at me now, so I decided consciously that, you know, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to get my face lined up quick and just fire because I know she ain't going to be able to run this crossbow or duck it. So 
that's what I do. I swing over my, my face real quick into the scope, and I look, and she starts to put her head down. That's when I fire, but because I was already now reactionary, right, like thinking I had to kind of rush. But either way, put it behind the shoulder, arrow went clean through her, using a dead ringer broadhead, and uh, opened up. It was mechanical. Opened up, went down, hit a tree, went right through her. Uh, Luminot can show that in the trace. You know, it's pretty sweet. She runs off. I can see blood pouring. She does this, like, turn. Um just around the bend she does this turn and i see her going to the ravine which i'm like great right she just totally went down to the ravine but i, I, I mentally and this is important for a new any new archers out there new hunters that don't um do this a lot you need to pay attention to where they go it's really important because that's going to tell you you can go find blood in that spot now right you don't have to like start from scratch and try to find your way through weave because a lot of times that when you shoot a deer at the front end of a scene where the impact shot is, there's not always a lot of blood. Sometimes there is. I'm not saying there's not, but sometimes there's not. And deer have the capability to make a long jump, like boom. You know, they they they, they can jump quick, um, and, and like literally leap ten yard, ten feet. You know, and that that so a lot of times you know it's hard to pick up on the blood show right away. So anyway, my point is, um, so I sat there and I rehunted because I started hunting again because I have two tags and I was going to go for a big buck. And I'm like, okay, now it's time to focus on a buck. I got my doe and I got my meat for the year. Now let's look at shooting a buck, right? And um, so I'm sitting there and then the other deer that this deer was with came back and started feeding again. And so obviously I wasn't shooting that deer and it walked off. And then um, I heard a grunt at one time, so I got really excited. I thought, man, maybe this big buck that they call ghost is coming out here. You know, I don't know, because there's a lot of decent bucks in this area. So, anyhow, um, <clears throat> turned out to be another doe. Walked in and, and uh, started eating. And I uh, could have shot her, obviously. I was not going to do that, though. Um, so, I... Uh, I waited, I waited, it got darker, 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 and then finally I'm like, all right, well, it's dark enough. I can't see through my scope. I'm going to go. So I pack up, and I go out there. I'm by myself at this point, and you know, I told the guys to come get me when they're ready, but I knew it was going to take a while, so I decided just to go find the deer before it got pitch, pitch black, right? So I, uh, I couldn't find the blood trail right away, and so I started seeing blood about 10 feet away. Um, I follow that around that bend I told you guys and then I, I noticed like this tree branch that was like hung over and I could see through that and I saw the deer turn it up there into the woods. And this is all still in the field, you know. And so I, I went over around this bend to that point looking through the, the peninsula of the woods and I saw the blind so I knew that was where it was and sure enough I found the blood right in that area. And I went down the embankment, started going down, and I got probably fifteen yards and she was there. Um she didn't go far. And I figured she didn't go far because um um, there was, I knew, I mean, from that hit, from what I saw, she was not going to make it very long. It ended up being a double long shot. So I was really excited, but I was really proud of myself because then at that moment, um, I took this deer and I gutted it. I got it all ready. Uh, I did everything and I, I even drug it out. I got this harness, uh, this, uh, new harness that has like a drag on the back. So I hook it up, hooked it up to the deer and hooked it up to the bottom of my harness and it allowed me to like actually walk this deer out to, you know, up the ridge back to where a truck could come get her later and I didn't have to like drag her. So I drug her all the way up this ridge by myself. So, and that's not normal. Normally for us, you know, we hunt in pairs and, you know, so we always like gut them together or do all this stuff together generally. But in this moment, <clears throat> I just wanted to save time. I didn't want to be out there all night waiting for everybody. But I also... 
I think I really just wanted to see if I could do it, you know, like by myself, just with no help. And I've done it before. Don't get me wrong. It's been years since I've actually got a deer all on my own. You know, I don't need assistance or anything like that. I'm just saying like where no one's around me and I'm just doing it. Right. So I, I set up the camera and I, um, I just started cutting this deer. I mean, it was pitch black. I put the flashlight between my lips and I just start cutting. I didn't have a headlamp because it left it in the, the uh, hanger. So it didn't work out for me, but, uh, it was exciting and then the guys finally got there and they couldn't believe i already had it gutted it up on the thing it was funny i was like ready to rock as soon as i got there but i just i kind of went balls to the wall right i just went straight for it i'm like let's do this right it's my deer it's my responsibility let's get it i had the deer once they got there they pulled out the deer was gutted tagged and ready to go like clean and everything i drug it through the grass not really on purpose but it was wet but there was a lot of blood everywhere and um, I knew we were going to get some photos later and a lot of people just don't like to see that much blood. So, I mean, it was, it was pretty crazy. So that, that dead ringer is unbelievable. Um, if you guys get a chance to see the gashes, um, and some of our posts, you should definitely check it out. Uh, that, that, and that was out of a crossbow. I mean, these crossbows guys, wow, man, so much, so much power, straight power. Ah, a little coffee there. Keep me awake, but <laughs> They're, they're so powerful. Um, definitely, uh, you know, it, it's a great tool. It's not going to be the only tool in my arsenal. I still prefer my bow, my compound in most cases. But in a situation like this, um, it was perfect weapon. You know, it was, it was really a perfect weapon. And uh, Excalibur, hats off to them. Um, this bow, this suppressor is tiny. It's, it's, it's very easy to get in and out of a blind. Easy to shoot in a blind. Uh, my son shot his doe with this same bow. Um, unbelievable. Just unbelievable, really. And, and also, I want to say thanks to Dead Down Wind. Um, uh, Dead Down Wind, I have not gotten blown at once this whole weekend. Um, I used it a lot, and I used their Dead Earth one. And it smells perfect because it really puts you into the setting. And that really helped me, I think. It, personally, I, I do think it helped me a lot. And I took Dead Down Wind and put it all over me. I mean... Really, I didn't. I didn't actually use the shampoo because I actually forgot to bring it. it. Sounds stupid, but but I sprayed that stuff all over me, and I wiped my hair down with it, and everything. I mean, and then I sprayed my clothes down with it a couple times, my backpacks, and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, let's talk about the gear. I mean, Boner Planet does a lot of gear stuff. You know, we test a lot of bows and products. Um, sometimes there's products though that we really stick by, and I, I want to say that not just because they sponsor us. Usually, we prefer to go to them to get a sponsorship because we like the products. So, for instance, Vanguard. We've been real big fans of Vanguard now for years with tripods, with their binos, with their now their packs, which we've loved the packs. I mean, we've been really testing these things, and that's one of the things we like to do. We do like to test things hardcore and uh, see if they rip, see if they tear. And then we like to go back to companies with ideas, you know, hey, get rid of this buckle, or you know, you need to add a zipper here. We need to have a pocket for keys or a pocket for this as a bow hunter. Um, those are the kinds of things. And also a dead down wind. I mean, you're talking, you know, what works, what doesn't. Uh, this earth stuff, man, hands down. I mean, I'm on the ground level with these deer. My wind was actually blown right towards them. I will say the Ameristep blind helped, right? It, it definitely takes some scent out, but I do ha I did have enough windows open to where it could easily, you know, they could easily got me. Um, and you know, with bows, we switch a lot of bows. I'm not, you know, I don't only shoot an Excalibur. I'll shoot other brands, and I also do other, you know, other stuff with bows too. So it's not like I'm only shooting Bowtech stuff. 
Um, we do shoot other things, and I, but I do like the Bowtech stuff. That's the thing. It's hard to change when you like something. So for the compound this year, I've started out with the Rain 6. I've been just dominating with that bow, literally dominating. Um, uh, it's just hard to put it down when I'm hitting 40, 50-yard shots right in the bullseye. You know, it's just one of those things. It's just a very accurate bow, um, great-feeling bow. And uh, uh, for arrows, I'm using Black Eagle arrows. We like those a lot. Uh, lighted Nox. I've been using Luminox. Other guys are using different things. Some are using Nocturnal. Um, it's kind of spread out. Um, but most guys like the Nocturnal and the Luminox. Those are the two they like the most. Clean Shot does have a great one on the Knockout when we've used it for years. Um, but they they are, we never really necessarily like the part of it where they have the practice thing because to us, we don't really practice. You know, I don't, when I practice, I want the light to go on. So I get that it wastes the battery, but I don't care. So. But recently, Clean Shot looks like they're just launching one without the collar, which I think is a big deal. Um, there's no point in having the collar on there. It can rattle or shake or whatever. Um, pretty cool stuff. And I think they have another one come out, changes colors, does some cool stuff too. So that's kind of neat. Um, but on the lighted Knox side, I mean, to me, there's only three major brands, uh, Nocturnal, Luminoc, and Clean Shot. Luminoc being the oldest of them. Um, and I would say probably I would fight for saying the brightest. I uh, have to see it against the Nocturnal, but I know it's extremely bright. They have a big battery in there, and it looks really well. Um, but, you know, most people would argue the contact. So, you know, Luminoc has to make contact, and Nocturnal does not. It just needs to push the button. So, which I think they call bobber style. Coffee break here. Anyhow, switching, switching gears. Uh, talk broadhead. So this year, my son shot his deer with a Ramcat. Crushed it. Didn't go far at all. Maybe 60 yards straight out, you know, run, blood everywhere. Um, this past one, I just used a dead ringer. So I'll be honest, guys. I, I'm not very partial to any broadhead. In fact, this is the best time for me because I like to actually test broadheads on animals before I really, you know, and, and we're trying to do a broadhead testing coming up with some wood and different stuff. But really, it always comes down to hitting the, a real animal with them. And I'm very happy from what I just saw with the dead ringer. And I'm very happy when I saw Ramcat over the years, for sure. I mean, Ramcat's never failed us once yet. Um, so both are uh, great brands, great people that work at both those companies. And uh, it's a hard choice. If you're an archer and you're going out, you know, it, it's a hard choice. We're still testing the Ramcat uh, Savage, the expandable. Uh, we got a couple guys using those this year. So we, we'll let you know soon, you know, what happens when they hit a deer. That's what we're looking for. And now we're also, we just had a guy kill... Um, kill a doe with uh, um with the uh i'm trying to think what the name is it's a dead ringer but it used to be the trauma but they changed it so i, I can't remember the new name um but whatever it is it's huge it's like 2.5 inch cut so they just did that with that and uh yeah, blood everywhere i guess didn't go far so i mean it's good to know right these are the things we're trying to understand um with the broadheads is just we want to give you guys the best we can in our knowledge with these things so it's not like we're trying to just stretch these i want i want to make sure they work and have a good good example uh when we use them now don't get me wrong here everybody knows if you hit a shoulder that that might not be the case right you got to stay away from the shoulder plate there's no way around it we had a guy this year kill a deer with a rage chisel tip crushed it huge gash um then he had then he, another guy hit hit another doe in the knuckle with the rage two blade and didn't even get in two inches so you can't hit that shoulder blade you have to stay away from the shoulder blade it's critical critical um yeah so 
As far as other gear though, like uh, releases, True Ball, we've used the Assassin for years. I mean, it is a steady, sturdy release. This year, um, I've been playing with the new Valor. Uh, I like it a lot. It does not have the assist spring, um, so when you like open the caliper, it doesn't automatically come back. The, the trigger, it stays open, so you gotta shut it manually, which I actually like that, because I like to feel it click and know I'm on. Um, so that's been, that's something new they're doing, and it's like almost like a half jaw. I don't, I don't know if they call it that, or I'd have to look at the wording, but basically one side doesn't move, it's more stationary. So something, some cool stuff coming out of True Ball Camp, some new things. Um, it's exciting, I think, to see the new products. I like when companies get a little crazy and do some different things, you know, I, I think it's exciting. And uh, not boring, which is what I like. I like to see something that's just different, you know. And I, I see Bear just launched some of their bows uh, the other day. I didn't get a chance to really uh, look at them because I've been in hunt camp. But um, I, I'm excited to get get uh, get some knowledge on them and hopefully get them a Tesla. I'll show you guys. I also saw Mission launch the uh, Sub-1, I think they call it a crossbow. So we were working with them trying to get one. Uh, to show you guys on Tesla Lab, so I'm still working on that. I don't know if that'll happen or not, but I mean, we're still going to try because uh, I think it'd be great um, to showcase that new thing. I bet you it's awesome, you know. Looks like it's got a lot of power to it, too. So that's exciting. Sorry for all the background noise here. I'm actually in the hangar uh, that we stay in. It's like an actual plane hangar uh, for a hunt camp, and it's attached to the building so big that the backside of the building is actually a business, and uh, I can hear the guys are back there uh, moving things around. Uh, getting their stuff ready for the day, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, so some fun things yesterday. We went to uh, Jamie's dad's house, and we shot a whole bunch of guns. That was a blast. Got to shoot the new 450 I got. That was a lot of fun. It's definitely got some kick without the muzzle brake and without the uh, ported barrel. So I got some work to do there. I got to get that done, but I'm probably going to wait till after this year because obviously the gun's sighted in. Um, 100 yards, no problem. I'm sure it can go even way further. I, I was told like around 300 that gun, but the bullets are awesome for it. They're like a 45, I guess, uh, solid wall. And um, they're awesome. And then uh, what else we shoot? Uh, we had my AR out there, which was a blast. Uh, got to shoot that. Um, uh, popping balloons, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we also got to uh, ride around a couple Polaris ATVs. That was great, the 570 Sportsman and the 900 Sportsman, which was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Jamie's brother Mark did a, almost did a freaking, he almost he basically did a wheelie with it, which is so powerful. I'm like, I can't believe it. But he even said that you can actually flip the thing. It's so much power. So, I mean, there's a lot of torque in that uh, 900, but uh, definitely too much for a hunter and not, not necessary for a hunter unless you're going through some thick, thick mud. 570 was sick. Uh, drove that thing across the fields. He's got like big, big open fields there, and uh, it was nice to just open it up across a couple fields. Um, a lot of fun. Um, you know, got to be careful with those things, same thing, but, you know, still a lot of fun. And I love four-wheelers for me. I mean, I don't go fast on them generally. Um, that's, that's an exception yesterday, but... <laughs> Generally, I just like to cruise on them, but my thing is they go through anything, man. I mean, you can you can take those right through the middle of a woods, really, if you can, as long as you have a little bit of opening with the trees. But if you need to recover a deer and you don't want to physically do all that work, I recommend it highly to consider getting a four-wheeler, even an old one, because I'm telling you, you know, as we get older, it's not worth hurting your back over dragging a deer out or having a heart attack. <laughs> so you know, I work hard every day, and uh, I'm you know I'm gonna get the things that are gonna help me succeed and. Four-wheeler to me is one of them or a UTV or something that can at least help you drag or pull a deer out of a wooded area. Sometimes your truck can get in, that's fine too, you know, but if you don't have a truck or if you, you know, so definitely something to pay attention to and really consider. Um, 
Yeah, and the guns were fun, man. Uh, Brian shot his muzzleloader. Um, he has a Savage 220, 20-gauge 20 uh, shot that, and that was a lot of fun. He, he also bought an old, like, 1900 22 or so. I don't know if it's 1900, but I don't know the real year, but it's, it's something old, uh, 22, and that was pretty funny. But uh, it, it, it was fun. Just, you know, and, and I, we learned that Jamie's a crack shot. That guy can hit anything at any distance with a single shot. I gave him one 22 shell. And that old gun. And I said, there's one balloon left at 100 yards. Hit that balloon, you're not buying lunch. And he hit the balloon. Can you believe that? <laughs> he hit the balloon. I'm like, I can't believe this guy just hit this balloon. One shot. I put all these bullets in front of him. Like, Here's 10 shots for fun. And he hits that in the first shot. Absolutely mind-blowing. Um, anyway, uh, I guess let me take a moment to thank our sponsor, Vanguard Outdoors. Uh, Vanguard, maker of tripods. Uh, backpacks, the new Pioneer packs. They also make uh, spotting scopes and binoculars. So check them out, VanguardWorld.us. Uh, Vanguard, just really good people. And they're actually real local to us in Michigan. They're right around the corner, actually. I stopped in there uh, recently to talk about 2018 to sponsor the podcast. So it was really exciting uh, to sit down with them. And it's fun because they're doing their own media stuff for a lot of photography side. Uh, and we tend to help a little bit on their outdoor side. But it's really cool to see that because you actually, and I, I am a big, big fan of photography. Like that's one of the things I love to do. Um, when I'm not even doing hunting stuff, I'm taking pictures of tulips and dumb things right in my house. And I actually frame them and picture them and we actually keep them in around the house. It's really cool. But uh, anyway, they have had some awesome people on their, on their Facebook. If you haven't been on their Facebook page, you need to check it out. They got movie photographers that have been on there interviewing live with them. Um, and, and it is so cool because these guys are actually on movie sets taking photography while they're shooting movies. And it's so sweet, the pictures they get. Um, just absolutely incredible. A lot of cool movies that you've all seen. And so it's really neat to see those photographers and talk to them. And when you see them, they have like six cameras on them. You know, like just loaded with these like strap holders that hold different models of cameras so they can like swap in and out. It's so cool. Uh, yeah, you can check down Vanguard Outdoors' or Vanguard's webs our website, and you can get through to their Facebook and Instagram and all that. I'm sure they have it all on there. But very cool. If, you, if you're ever interested in learning about anything like that, uh, Vanguard's the one. I mean, that's why I think they're such a great fit for us to work with. It's just I, I love photography. I mean, to me, photography would be what I do if I stopped doing BHP at some point. I would just do photography. I, I, have, I enjoy it so much. Uh, I like editing the pictures. I like taking them. I like trying different cameras and lenses. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, people uh, have their hobbies, and to me, like photography and videography are my hobby. Video videography is a lot harder. Um, you really, it takes a lot of time and effort to get the shots that you really need. Um, and sometimes those shots literally take you three seconds to actually capture, and you set up for a half hour to get it. And that's what's kind of depressing about it. So I think it's a little bit harder for me to to swallow that pill and do a lot more videography. We do do some, I'm not saying we don't do any, but um, it's just a little tricky um, considering doing that when it takes so much time and effort to do it. And I don't really see the benefit of it and the, the rewards. So I, I've never really been a huge fan of cinematic um, video capture for our hunting shows and stuff like that, because it just doesn't make sense to me. Like I don't see, you're not going to compete with Heartland Hunter, right? I mean, unless you're going to spend a lot of money. So why even to attempt to compete? It's not worth it. You're better off just doing a whole different thing, you know, and that's what we've done with the amateur style video. We didn't ever want it to be like major videography, cinematic cinematography. I mean, that's just, it's expensive. And frankly, I don't see the benefit of it or the end game, you know, cause you're just going to have to keep making those. It's just a never ending 
workload of very low paying <laughs> companies that are going to give you it doesn't make much sense to me but it's fun i get it it's creative people are like to be creative and that's cool there's nothing wrong with that entering film fest and things like that hey coffee break anyway i'm taking up too much of you guys time so um thanks for tuning into this edition of the podcast i apologize just me by myself but the guys are actually out hunting and it's raining and it, again it's like probably 6 a.m right now and uh they're out there getting it you know they're they're trying so i, I took a break from today's morning hunt because i shot that doe last night and uh i'll be back at it tonight though in the back stand i'm gonna go back there and try to find this big buck i just gotta come up with a couple this is where it gets fun though guys when you're videotaping your hunts this is where it gets a little fun because you start to come up with fun ways to mount cameras that you can do this without you know getting tagged by the deer and also still getting your shot off so i have some ideas in my head right now how i can do this to, for tonight to try to sneak in and find a big buck so the two the couple things that are gonna help me with this vanguard with their shooting sticks and everything being small i can get in and out dead down wind to scent to keep my wind from getting it from ugh. <laughs> dead down wind from keeping the deer from smelling me getting through there and i'm gonna have to creep in there and the crossbow i probably have to go again with that just because where I'm going, no man returned. <laughs> no men returned from where I'm going. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Hey, we'll talk to you next time on the podcast. See you. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.